0: Also, just while we're staying in this atmosphere, um, Priscilla, the Lord just wants you to know there's a new day, but you need to take new steps. So God just wants to encourage you when maybe you've been feeling something or maybe just feeling a little bit, what's next? God knows where you're at and He knows what's next, but it requires new steps. So just, the, the word of the Lord for you, Priscilla, is just... Take the step. Take the next step. Don't think of well, you know, I've always been you know too shy. Well, I've never done that before. That's exactly where God wants to take you. Into the place of uncertainty. Into the place of the unknown. But God says, I'll oh, direct your steps. Take the step and follow Jesus. It's not that you haven't already, but it's a new, a new step, something else that you haven't done before. So I want to encourage you with that one. Also um Katrina Katrina Schultz. The Lord just wants to wants to encourage you tonight that um, you haven't missed anything I don't know I haven't talked to you about your life or anything but God just wants you to know today you haven't missed anything you you've gone through some detours you thought well maybe I missed some something along the way but the Lord wants you to know the detours are what have developed you and and sometimes we think well that's why did I do that that took too much time I was taken out but God says those detours are development seasons in your life so you haven't missed anything you're where God needs you to be and where God wants you to be and Jesus is completing the journey of the detours in your life so that you'll be positioned perfectly for what God has designed you to do so be encouraged with that one, Katrina. You can take your seats tonight, guys. So I love um, I love being here at Awaken Nights. I hope that you're, you know, I'm encouraged to see you here today. And I know that the, the Holy Spirit is here and does something special. It's great to be here at church on a Thursday night. I want to just encourage you that, Uh, Whatever you've come here for today, Jesus does really want to speak to his church. He wants to bring something new into your life. That's a great little piece of artwork up there. Love it. So the title of my message tonight is Watch Out, Watch Over, and Watch For. So Matthew 26, verse 36 to 41. By the way, that was a, a wonderful time of communion together, Penny. That was really, really great. So straight away into this message, Matthew 26, verse 36 to 41. says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Just before we go on, I just want to say, at the end when we, when we come to a, a ministry time, I really want to encourage those who need a breakthrough in your life, whatever it may be, then I want you to come forward and I've got the ministry team, myself and others will pray with you and any, anyone else here, if you feel a word from God for someone, I encourage you in this atmosphere to come and pray with people and encourage them. So I want you to be ready when the time comes to, to respond to the Holy Spirit. Don't think, well, I'll get it another day Maybe I'll go home and God will speak to me. God wants to use the body to build the body. And God wants to minister through people to people. So maybe you need some ministry. Maybe you've got some ministry to give tonight. So I want to encourage you with that. We're going to do that at the end. So um, respond to the call of God. If you're on the worship team and you think, I need to be responding, then respond. Well, I'll get on the guitar. I'll make it work. No, it won't. <clears throat> but anyway, where do we get to? He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you'll not give in to temptation for the Spirit is willing but the body is weak. Now here Jesus at the most vulnerable moment in desperation in the garden took his three closest friends to pray with him for the very last time. See, Jesus needed them awake. They were sleeping. So let me say there is tiredness. There is exhaustion that we, that we know. Jesus mentioned that. He says, well, that the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak he's talking about exhaustion that comes upon us but what Peter James and John did was they were unaware of the time that they had left with Jesus they didn't realize Jesus was about to be taken away from them and so just a thought for you to ponder and I think someone mentioned this recently one of our guest speakers something along these lines but we are preconditioned to the to the notion that Jesus works for us. The way in which we pray, the way in which we think, the way in which we engineer our lives are that, hey, Jesus, you've got to do stuff for me. You've got to work for me. See, our, our duty as believers, as, as the church, is to be awake when Jesus needs us to work for him. I want to have a mindset turnaround a spiritual awakening tonight in our spirits that, that discovers something about the way we've been doing life and realize that maybe I've been expecting Jesus to do things for me. It's a one-way street when Jesus is saying, hey, it's time I want you to get on board with, I want, with what I want you to do for me. So when Jesus needs you, make sure that you're awake in the moment. See, the message from the, from, um, for the church at this time is not to sleep through our hour of our watch. Jesus said to, to Peter and James and John, will you stay with me? Will you watch with me? So um, Matthew 26 verse 41 says, keep watch and pray. So Jesus needs you to keep watch and pray. Jesus seeks those who will be alert and pray. Jesus is looking for a church that is alert, that is awake, that is a praying church. Um, I'm going to give you some keys about how to pray more effectively. And I hope you can take these with you tonight and really transform your perspective and your prayer life. So knowing the word, having a revelation and pray according to the word of God. It's a, it's a game changer in our lives spiritually. So the word applied to your situation will change everything. So um, I'm reminded of what um, Al Fury... I was in a, a meeting once with Al Fury. He's a, a pastor from New Zealand. And he said in, that he was t- talking about a time in his ministry. He said, in frustration as a pastor, how one day he came to a revelation moment, praying in his backyard, frustrated with the ministry frustrated with the church finances, frustrated with all the things that go with church that most uh, department leaders and church leaders and pastors would have gone through at some point. point. And he had this revelation as he was praying, saying, God, your word says, I'm the head and not the tail, your word says that we'll have every provision. Your word says that we'll be healed. And he started just, you know, bringing a a reminder to God about what His Word says. He prayed according to the Word. And when we bring the Word of God applied to our situation, it changes everything. So we can look at the problems, we can look at the, we can look at the, the, the frustrations and the, the disappointments and all those sorts of things. And the enemy wants you to focus on that. He wants your attention to be on the things that aren't working and the things that don't look good. But Jesus is wanting you to say, declare my word over those things. Declare the word of God over your circumstance. We need to be a people, a church, that is declaring God's word over our church. That it will be a place of healing. That it will be a place of restoration. It will be a place of salvation. It will be a place where the sinner is found. It is a place of refuge. It is a place of worship. It is a place of prayer. It is a place of God's dwelling. And when we begin to speak that kind of word over our church, the whole dynamic changes. And God may be looking just for a group of people like he's here tonight to start the ball rolling. To start the momentum happening in the life of this place. So the word applied into our situation changes everything. So there are three key ways that we are told to watch. So Watch out, watch over, and watch for. And I hope these will really help you tonight. See, being spiritual people, which you are, turn to someone next to you and say, you're spiritual. These things will be, what I'm going to share with you, will be wise for us to acknowledge. So, when, this is a statement, not good English, but it's fun for me to say. When our watcher is broken our heart will wander. So Jesus is saying there's some areas that we need to watch, but when our watch, our watcher, our spiritual vision is broken, we begin to wander away from the plan that Jesus has for our life, for our church, for our families, for our communities, for our nation. We want to see God do the greatest things in our nation and in our families and in in our own personal walk, and when our watcher is broken, we begin to wander. So I want to do some... I believe tonight is going to be a repair time for our watcher. You know, if you get get what I'm saying. So, Psalm 119, verse 66 and 67, it says, I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me, but now I closely follow your word. See, the, the, the way in which God disciplines us is speaking his word into our spirit. Into our, it's not harsh, it's not mean, it's not, it's not uh, you know, a, a, a hit with a stick. It's a, a nudge with his word into the direction that Jesus hands. So the first watch I want us to see tonight is watch out. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 it says, Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy the devil. So we've got to watch out for our enemy. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So you need to be your own safety officer. You know, when I started out in in the construction industry, there was no such thing as a safety officer. And so literally I've seen people cut their fingers off, seen people get crushed. Seen people get killed on building sites because it was like you were your own safety officer. And most of the time, people were stupid and would do dumb I saw people fall down lift shafts and and get killed. All sorts of things that have happened when we are left to our own devices. I mean, when I started work, there was no such thing as high vis and no such thing as safety boots. Um, And the only hard hat I I, I got was one I found in a rubbish bin because it was just like, you know, who cares? Um, and it was very, very unsafe industry. For, and, and it was like rule of thumb for every five stories of a building was one fatality. That was in Australia. Now it's much, you know, much, much different to that because we have a thing called a safety officer. And sometimes on projects there's many safety officers whose job it is to uh, uh, see to the safety and welfare of those on that project. But when it comes to our spiritual walk, it's good to have a few safety officers around. But you're responsible for your spiritual safety. You're responsible for your spiritual safety and well-being. So, um, where was I up to? So, you need to be your own safety officer. Consider risks, manage risks, and eliminate risks to your faith. So, the devil disguises hazards with appealing packaging it's like having you know a, a lift shaft with with maybe some brown paper over the front to say hey it's safe you know but that you you, know, you push on it and you're going to fall straight down there so it's what caught adam and eve was satan's fancy packaging remember it, it said it, it appealed to her eye looked good and it said she desired to taste it and so she told her husband and they ate it together and it was the the, the devil caught Adam and Eve like that, and he's continued to capture people in his, in his traps by making things appeal, uh, to, to appeal to our senses, things that we don't need. So watch out, and we, we need to watch out by developing, discerning uh, things, uh, being led by Jesus and what looks good to our eye spiritually. So God wants to give you a watcher that can see what is spiritually right. I don't know, I've been guided through life. I've made the mistakes. I've, I've taken things and I've thought, well, that looks really good to the natural and I've gone down the wrong pathway. But there's been other times where i thought, you know, that seems so good to my flesh. That seems so good to my ego. But I've learned to discern through a knower of the Spirit that has protected me from going down the devil's trap. So the first thing we need tonight to know is to watch out for the enemy's traps. Watch out. The second thing, I'm not going to take too long tonight, is watch over. 1 Peter 5 verse 2 says, Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you'll get out of it, but because but because you are eager to serve God. Now, I want to tell you something. This is not saying, oh, well, this is, just a mess. this is just a verse for the pastors. It's all for the leadership team. This is a verse to every believer. Take care of the flock that God has entrusted you. It is a responsibility of a, of a pastor and a leader to take care, but it's also combined for everybody to take care. If I use the analogy of the safety officer on a building site, it's like they they in, introduced things in the 1980s that said, you know, you've got to look after each other. You know, beware of of a hazard and say, hey man, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You know, you, you could harm yourself or you could harm someone else if you do that that way. And so there was a shared responsibility that was introduced where people were were, were taught, hey, don't turn a blind eye to a danger. And when we start to bring that practice into the life of our church, it is a spiritual thing to do. It is an important thing to do. Take care of the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. See, the thing that we need to to really anchor in our spirit is God instituted the church. He instituted the church as a place of refuge, a place for people to grow, a place to serve in. They're all important. God places us in church to care for and serve one another, to serve others, to serve each other. Um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Proverbs 27, verse 17, where it talks about iron sharpens iron. And so one man sharpens another. And that, that verse always inspires me. And that's why, we do, that's why we do church as we do. It should be a place of relationships where the iron in each other's lives Sharpens and strengthens and, and brings an edge to our life that we can't do on our own. I just saw today, you know, um, uh, 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 I think it was on Instagram or something like that, a little, little picture and it's, it's got um, uh, something along the lines of uh, what doing church life, uh, like, like, like doing life without church is like. And you see all these zebras in the distance staring at this one little zebra being chased by a lion. And that's what it can be like when you're trying to do your spiritual journey all on your own. God instituted the church as a place of refuge and development in our lives. So watch over what God has given and entrusted to you. And you might think, but I haven't been entrusted to anything. You're entrusted to r- relationship. You're entrusted to fellowship. You're entrusted to help others in on their journey in any way that you can. Doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, you're entrusted with the church, entrusted with a flock. So <clears throat> there's a big difference between self serving and self sacrificing. So self serving is done to benefit oneself, it's all about what I get out of it. And Peter's saying, No, don't do that. Self sacrifice is done to benefit someone else, and it says, Be eager. To serve one another. See, every Christian has a responsibility to watch over the flock, to protect the flock, to protect the unity. And I was thinking today, driving in, is there are some people who think why, why do this person, individuals, and I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. Don't you know this is neutral here, neutral territory. It happens everywhere. So don't send me letters and nasty emails. But you think sometimes why does some people sit in church forever and ever and ever and never do anything? never get involved, never never help, never never bind themselves. They're, they're, they're kind of around, but they're never engaged. And perhaps, I'm not saying this is true in every situation, it's just a perhaps moment. Perhaps they've spent so much time criticising and, and um, aiming darts at other people in the church that they think, well, if I were to suddenly begin to serve then i would be a hypocrite to all those people who know what i've actually said about the church which is jesus body which is holy which is the place which god instituted to show his his glory and his power and his majesty to the world so we need to think about those kind of thoughts that's just a that's just a by the way just thought of that driving in maybe that was a bit of you know uh left over something but thought i would bring that to your attention Better have the musicians come and join me, just in case. Every Christian has a responsibility to watch over. I want to challenge you with a question. What have you been watching over lately? So maybe you can start with something. Hey, Lord, help me to see something I need to watch over. Maybe it's another person. Maybe it's on a team. Maybe it's a responsibility. But watch over. Remember our first point was, let's watch out for the enemy and let's watch over each other. It's really important. They go together. We watch out for the enemy and we watch over one another to bring strength, to protect unity, to protect the direction that God wants us on. The last one says, watch for. Watch for. Maybe this is the most neglected aspect of Christian life today is living, expecting Jesus to return. It's something that we should never neglect, and we should think of every day. Watch for Jesus' return. And I know in certain seasons of my life, especially when I was a young man and working out my salvation, and and literally going through a horrific, you know, uh, apprenticeship, and feeling like every day just you know horror of. Um, you know, abuse and, and uh, every kind of uh, you know just yucky work environment. Thinking, right now Jesus would be a great time for you to come back. Right now would be really awesome. Just when every everyone's just like out of control, being mean, it'd be good just to say, see you later, and leave that hard hat that I found in the bin somewhere in the trench, and they just find that is he gone? He's gone to heaven. But we need to watch for Jesus' return. See, our role from the moment we believe, from the moment we accept Jesus, is to live watching for Jesus' return. Expecting it. See, it, its I think it's easily, has become the most neglected doctrine of the church. But I want to keep reminding the church, we're here expecting Jesus to come back at any time and often we see the attitudes and the the ways in which church lives and operates and you think you can't be expecting Jesus' return you're thinking you've got plenty of time you're thinking you've got you know you just fix it up later or something but when we think hey I've got to be living my best now I've got to be bringing I've got to be bringing my part to Jesus now because we don't want to be like Peter, James, and John who were asleep in their hour of destiny. I feel sorry for them, guys. They get picked on, but we're equally asleep in many ways in the life of the church today when we don't know how much time we've got when Jesus comes back. They didn't realize how much time they had until Jesus was taken from them. Do you hear what I'm saying? 1 Peter 5, 7, Peter reminds us the end is coming. He says it's coming quickly. 2 Peter 3:4 it says that in the last days there will be scoffers. Say what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again. We don't want to be among those who scoff at the, the promise of Jesus' return for his church, for us. So Jesus warns not to become complacent about his return. So Matthew 25, 13 says, So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Keep watch. Keep watch. Keep your life in step with Jesus. Be about His blessing in your life. Be about His business in your life. See, Jesus wants you to serve Him. Stop making it about Jesus got to serve me so we got to watch out for our enemy remember he's he's dressing things up to look appealing but it's a trap we've got to watch over the church watch over one another watch over the responsibilities and faithfulness and those elements that Jesus has for us to take up and watch for Jesus return and I think when we put those, those areas of watchfulness as daily practices in our life, we begin to walk differently. We begin to stand stronger. We begin to understand things differently. So I want to commission people today. So can we perhaps just stand together? And if you if you are stuck at a point in your life right now thinking, I, I know something's missing. I know something's not been right no condemnation here about this this is just all about here to help you is maybe you've got a broken watcher spiritually in your life your your ability to watch for has been broken and we need to say Jesus I want you to restore things in my life I want you to bring into place in my life things that aren't working and make them work for me so We don't want to sleep through our watch we want to be a a, a person who watches and prays we want to be a church of people who watch and pray we need to say Lord help me help me to be faithful to watch out watch over and watch for the things that you have for me personally and for those who are around me so if that's you tonight and you're thinking, hey, you know, it's not saying that you're, you're, you're defective as a person in any way, but you just know, God, I've had, I have a hunger for the next that you have for me. We're going to take a few moments for people to come on down and respond in this beautiful atmosphere. The worship team can sing quietly. But uh, I don't know don't miss the opportunity tonight for what Jesus wants to do. Don't say, I'll, I'll fix it up at home i'll get round to it later today and here right now is a time to, to receive something from jesus so why don't we do that why don't we come and let's just let the holy spirit begin to do something and we're just gonna sing we're gonna take a few moments and then we're gonna pray for each other And if you're thinking hey i think god's given me something for someone then you come and bring it in, in, in this place Let's just let the Holy Spirit do something really sweet and powerful right here tonight in Jesus' name.